Like I've been playing these games since 2014. Um, I- I'm 25. I've known these characters for like half my life, and I don't know shit about them. I feel like the <laughs> <Yeah>. worst friend. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, and those with the good sense to do away with the whole notion, I welcome you to the premier audio medium for all your Fazbear entertainment needs. The Freddy Fazbear Pizza Podcast. Note, FFPP is not responsible for any loss of appetite, disinterest, dismemberment, or other legally classified statuses. So strap in and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Freddy Fazbear Pizza Podcast. It is your host with the toast, Fry Toast, here with a very special guest. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, uh, my name is IDs Fantasy. I am a relatively recent addition to the FNAF theorizing community as I just got invested into the franchise as a security breach. You know what? Valid. I mean, I've I've been playing the game since FNAF 1, but I've been in the, like, community around the same time. Because, I mean, that's like when I started getting traction was right around security breach as well. So, like, I feel like security breach and its launch kind of started this, like, Almost like a new wave of like FNAF. yeah, of like a lot of FNAF content creators. Um, and it's been really refreshing to see because I know being in the fandom for a while, there was really like four people I would say that I would watch. And now, <laughs> I mean, there's so much content I could watch all day, and I do often. Um, nice. But as far as today's topic, we are going to be going over kind of remnant agony general possession some kind of the spiritual and scientific side of fnaf and kind of evidence that we have for how it works what we think about it things like that so why don't you take the floor all right yeah it's it's really interesting when i was getting into fnaf one of the main things i was interested in was the concept of remnant and how fnaf seems to have a pretty unique way like it's not it's not fully unique. It's like you, you still have spirits with their unfinished business and general position sure. stuff, but like the concept of remnant as this like liquid soul metal infused with emotion or whatever, that yeah. that's a relatively unique thing for FNAF, and I found that very interesting. And so that's like a decent chunk of my investment is like, ah, this is very cool. For sure. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that like it introduced a way to measure like spiritual phenomena in like a yeah. very scientific and calculated way um yeah, but that's still really interesting in very regards vague. to like horror and stuff it's like a lot of the time mm-hmm. it's like oh there are ghosts they're just there and like for the first part of the franchise that's kind of just what it was it's like ah ghosts there they are again and then it's like okay but there's actually a reason for why they're ghosts and that reason is also part of why the the dude is stabbing the children or whatever yeah and i mean and there. You're right, because there are also, like, two different directions it goes in. Because we do also still have ghosts, especially even now yeah. with um, stories like Alone Together, right? Yeah, I, I was Where... reading that one the other day, and it's like, oh, okay, this this is just some kid who's wandering around, and his grandma is also wandering around, but she's like, yeah, this is chill, I just get to visit my friends and stuff. Yeah, it's interesting that it introduces, like, yes, there are some ways ghosts will stay no matter what, but also some ghosts just like to stay, you know? <laughs> some yeah. ghosts just do anyway, which I guess is the explanation that the encyclopedia leaned on for Charlie as well, where it's like, well, she she stayed around uh, for other reasons, you know? <laughs> and the thing is, like, technically we have known that ghosts can choose to stay for a while. What with mm-hmm. uh, the Stitch Wraith Stingers in Fazbear Frights, yeah. because Jake could have moved on. He had the opportunity. He just chose not to, to help Andrew. Yeah. And then I, I do think it's it's interesting 
with talking about remnants specifically where like it seems very cut and dry of like oh ghost possess object ghost controls object to some degree when we get into remnant and we don't really have a lot of hard evidence as far as i'm aware on this so it's it's more speculative and kind of loosey-goosey i wonder how much of the will or like intelligence of the original spirit has any effect over its own remnant in what way do you mean like when the way that i've seen remnant in this in the story and the way i've seen it used it seems more like to me remnant is almost implemented as sort of a power source Mm -hmm. like just a way to make something more living but yeah it gets confusing when considering the fact that that remnant comes from an actual person's soul and sometimes it's one-to-one like i i can imagine with like elizabeth and baby there's a lot of elizabeth there yeah you've got but like then there's the, the remnant and the soul and then there's exactly. some places where it's just remnant yeah and then like like with the fun times where at that point the remnant is multiple souls uh possibly anyway um, <laughs> i'm like well, you see i have my entire uh What's it called? I have an entire... I could write an entire essay on why I think Walton MCI is a little bit sus. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, fair. I I think as far as Walton MCI goes, and that's a whole that's a whole other three-hour video, <laughs> yeah. realistically, but I, I'm currently... Um, I think that the toys going into the fun times make sense, but I could also see a lot of other okay. explanations for that. Um, but regardless... Yeah, I think it, it comes down to the idea of like, because we do have, I mean, you mentioned Stitch Wraith. We do have uh, situations where multiple souls inhabit the same like being. Yeah, and th- there's um, other instances in Frights as well. There's a yeah. Together Forever, which I was mm. <laughs> I was reading that one in the car and my like seven year old sister's like, hey, what are you reading? And I'm just like reading the <laughs> whole like, ah, uh, yes, the, the people are splattered all over the inside of this Springlock animatronic. I'm like, I'm right? reading FNAF stuff. Reading some about bears. They're pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I... It, so we already have establishments of, like, multiple ghosts in one being and how that functions yeah. in different ways. I wonder how that translates to Remnant. And if it and if there is any, like, Like a mixing of their that. Remnant or something? Yeah, like a mixing of Remnant or, like, even, like, when something is infused with Remnant how much of the original soul's will is still within that soul. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't think like, we have a lot of examples of it. Yeah. Cause the things like there, there are some things where it's like with the Charlie bots in the novel trilogy, yeah. um, Henry's emotions, whenever he was building those robots were infused into them. And yeah. I'm not sure that's full blown remnant, but like, I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure it's like, that you know just would like, that's we would that not be closer to agony uh, if it, it like you know what i mean i i, think I guess it depends ways, when he's building it yeah because the thing is like agony seems in fnaf to be like a pretty specific like you've got remnant which is the general mm. silvery emotion infused potentially soul infused substance that yeah. can bring like in like put life into something. And then there's agony, which is this black ooze that is fair. like just <laughs> agony. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. So so with the Charlie bots, I feel like that would lean more in the direction of remnant mm. than agony. 
I see but, like, that. I do I think there's overlap right. between Remnant and Agony, you know? For sure. I mean, I, I think even um, the games and the encyclopedia seem to be implying that perhaps Agony is dark remnant depending on which book you read that's and what i've been going playing. off of is like okay in fnaf ar you've got the lighter stuff and the darker stuff and the, right shadow like that animatronics feels, and, are agony potentially all right shadow bonnie protects it like <laughs> i'm like I, I, no, i'll take what i can get i guess yeah it seems very strange um and we will one of the questions i picked out does talk about the um shadow animatronics i think heck yeah uh, actually i'm gonna be talking about that in my midnight motors video Actually, I'm looking at my question sheet. I think I don't have it, but we can talk about them anyway. Sounds good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for Remnant, I think it's a matter of like, Remnant we have very clear examples of in the games, especially with like Sister Location, FNAF 6. Um, whereas with Security Breach, I think there are still, no pun intended, remnants of like that kind of Freddy seems material. very haunted. He seems weird. There's something up with him. It's like, ah, oh, yes, I, I found myself when I cleared the path, and I just sort of sit there like, hmm, you found yourself, you say. I wonder, it's interesting that I feel like more than Remnant Agony shows up a lot in Security Breach. Yeah. And then, so it's interesting that it kind of swaps, because be I feel like Agony doesn't off. show up a lot in the earlier <laughs> games, I feel like, as far as we're aware. Yeah, I th I think to some degree, Agony is at play because thought pr so like the books emphasize that Agony is like the strongest lingering emotion. So I do sure. think like in the creation of whatever remnant bound the spirits to their animatronics, there was Agony involved because okay. you know murder. Um, yeah, but like there was enough. There was like the soul there as well, so it isn't just pure Agony. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I know I, I we mentioned we're going to talk about it. We'll just shift there now. One of my uh, theories on Shadow Bonnie and Shadow Freddy for a while, and I still pretty uh, I, I still feel pretty strong about it. Um, and it could be out of ignorance because I have not finished Fazbear Frights yet, so I don't know everything we know about <laughs> Agony. But um, is that Shadow Bonnie and Shadow Freddy not only are Agony based creatures, but they are sort of like the oh, I'm going to mix this up. Yin and Yang. Which one is black and white? I think Yin is white. I could be wrong. It's the Yin Yang reflection yeah. of Cassidy and Charlie separately. Interesting. Where Shadow Freddy would be Cassidy and Shadow Bonnie would be Charlie. Now, I, why Charlie? I mean, would be I, I think something I have no pretty idea. similar. Yeah, that's my thought. I'm, I'm looking at. <laughs> I'll, I can get into a little bit of my midnight motorist stuff. Sure. So I'm, I'm looking bit. at it, and it's uh. It, the Vials calls it later that night. It's raining. I'm pretty sure it's the night of Charlie's death. Um, mm. And then there's the three-toed footprint outside the house. And I'm like, yeah. hmm, well, that can't be an actual animatronic. Therefore, Shadow animatronic, mayhaps? And if it is Possibly. the night of Charlie's death, then, like, maybe Shadow Bonnie was created from her death's agony. And it led so-and-so yeah. -so to the location to be like, hey, you need to see this. Come find me. Now... I guess that could also be the thing that if we're it, now it could go either way. And I don't want to spoil too much of your theory since, uh, you know, <laughs> but um, it, that could also lean into um, remember what you saw, depending on who the child of Midnight Motorist is. Yep. Um, yeah, so no, I, 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 think, I, see, I do think it's the crime I, child. I see your cogs turning and I like where it's going. Um, yeah. Um, and like so, in yeah, Fazbear so, Frights, Felix, uh, in the Felix the Shark book, in the story, You're the Band, mm -hmm. which is my favorite because it, it features Michael. Um, yeah. 
there's a there's an instance of a shadow leading a possessed kid out of out his window into a Freddy's location. And I'm like, hmm. Mm, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't get there yet. So, I mean, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, that's a pretty good, uh, no, that's a good connection. I, um, I do wonder where, I, I still, I love the fervor. God bless, we're, we're in peak FNAF when a Markiplier Let's Play starts a uh, misinformation campaign. Uh, the Shadow Bonnie <laughs> in the monitor and room. Oh, right. <laughs> I, God, I love. I was like, gosh, dang I, it, Mark. I, I loved it. It's so funny it because funny. I still get comments about like, oh, but did you consider that Shadow Bonnie's in ruin? <laughs> I love I'm never it's not like gonna I get this. I did, and then now. I promptly decided, <laughs> ah, right, this is not real. Right. Um, but I do it's interesting though, because like, sure, Shadow Bonnie isn't there, but there's a lot of agony around ruin like just yeah. with like what the like certain animatronics look like the state of i would even argue that there's just agony around like just around the location I would be vi and given the amount of death that happens in the books even mm -hmm. if things don't happen identically even if it's just like close like that that's still like a bunch of people died here <laughs> oh yeah it's going oh, to be sure. agony <laughs> not to mention i know uh there's a couple people in my discord who were talking about um, the possibility of Rune being a prequel. And I thought it was a, de a decent possibility, but one of their main things they were pointing to is it seems clear that like, sure. The pizza plex is constantly under repairs, but like pretty recently before security breach, something really bad happened. Uh, like yeah. looking at the underground of security breach where there's a lot of like caved in parking garages and strollers lying around like something really bad happened very recently um yeah. so that e even that okay. could be part of that agony interesting yeah um so general possession is something that i think we have kind of more information of especially from alone together recently yeah um Yes, like uh, they just give a list of like, okay, here yeah. are the signs of being haunted. I'm like, finally, an explanation for the FNAF 4 nightmares. FNAF 4 nightmares, but also, I would argue, an explanation for most of the hallucinations. In oh, the yeah, game. like Golden Freddy, the It's Me, the... The posters, like... Uh, the mi the mini-games can even be explained by this. It's their memories. Could. Yeah. Anyway, for for context, we should probably read the list to the... One, you start to have funny dreams and flashes of memories that are not yours. It's like they possess your thoughts when they're near. Two, you can feel chills or a tingle on your arms or back when they're around, which we cannot measure in-game, but you know, whatever. Um, I, I, I catch a vibe. I catch a vibe. <laughs> yeah. Three, there could be sudden movements of objects or sounds out of the blue. Four, if they really attach themselves to you, sometimes you can hear thoughts in your head as if the ghost is talking to you. Five, and if you're really gifted, this is pretty rare and this is pretty rare, you might even see the ghost with your own eyes. And I'm like, ah, yes, Golden Freddy. Golden Freddy for sure. Um, and I also like, to an extent, I th I really feel like Alone Together, and this is kind of my like, I'll die on this hill. I All really, right. really think Alone Together, and specifically the way that ghosts are helped to find peace, kind of, I think it nearly proves that the puppet did not stuff the bodies into the animatronics, but instead led the ghosts to find their own bodies in those animatronics. Yeah, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense, honestly. I, I watched your video on that, and I'm like, ah, this is neat. 
It was funny. I went to check Reddit, as I often do because I hate myself. I went to check Reddit Dude. after I posted that video. Um, <laughs> um, and it was funny. Apparently, there's been a debate on the subreddit, specifically on r slash FNAF theories, on specifically did the puppets stuff the animatronics or not. So that came out at a great time, but I guess not nice. great for the comments on Reddit because <laughs> it just added more fuel to the fire. Um, yeah. From what I can see, one of the biggest arguments for the puppet doing that is the visuals of the FNAF 2 minigames, where, like, the puppet's literally putting masks on the kids. And, like, I get that. But the but thing it, is, there is a lot of symbolism in these games. There's a lot of symbolism. Like, how much of that minigame is literal, and how much is it, like, that's the best he could do at the time, and it maybe has even changed since originally made in 2014? Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, even uh, if the books aren't, like, the novel trilogy aren't game can't continuity or whatever, mm -hmm. like, William in those books stuffed the bodies to hide them. Why yeah. wouldn't he do that in the games? It's not like he and wanted to be found out. Specifically with the missing child incident, the bodies are never found. Exactly. So, like, like, how where would they have been? <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, William left them on the floor. And the puppet somehow crammed them into the animatronics. I'm not sure how it would pull that off. I guess I could see, and I don't, it doesn't make sense because I definitely think MCI happened not at the FNAF 2 location. But yeah. I guess if you wanted to make the argument that save them is the MCI kids, then they are laying around. They're not in the suits. But like, even then, like that would be at a FNAF 2 location. So that, yeah, I don't, and the, and the toy it, animatronics it track. are there. Yeah, no matter You've what, you them. have to make some kind of interpretation of those games. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think Alone Together really helped add a lot of, like... Context I to guess, possession. Yeah, context is a good way to put it. Context of possession and what the rules of this are. Yeah, because the um, thing is, you can sort of figure it out based on the games. Like, oh, well, this probably means you're being haunted. The Golden Freddy's yeah. not actually in the office. But, like, this is like, a, like, hey, here are signs that a spirit is haunting you. And it's just, it's very, like, laid out. That's the thing with, with sure. the books is, like, a lot of things in the games. It's like, okay, you can piece it together from the games. But having it written down in a story elsewhere helps. Yeah, here's here's a couple names and like specific rules on how certain things function, you know. Um yep. I I do see definitely FNAF 1 pretty much all of the hallucinations in there being because of Golden Freddy. Yeah. Um and those being hallucinations. That being said, um and I think this was brought up in on one of the recent podcasts, maybe the last one, I'm not sure. FNAF 3. Yeah. The Phantoms would that yeah. also be a hallucination of spirit or are we talking are we talking more what the game at the time probably intended uh losing oxygen and starting to hallucinate <laughs> i think even at the time like losing oxygen and hallucinating but i do think there was the whole spiritual element to it as well for sure i can yeah, see that I, and I like even the that, guilt of it too yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do think, like, with um with the Fazbear Fright story, I think it's what we found. The hallucinations the, the guy in that story experiences are somewhat due to the uh, spiritual stuff in the area. Yeah. So I do think even in FNAF 3, the hallucinations are impacted by, like, they have a whole bunch of relics from old Freddy's location. So it makes sense yeah, to me. Yeah, it's shock full like, of it. Elements of those spirits would be present. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I, I do see that. Um, and then FNAF 4. 
This is the, I know you brought it up <laughs> immediately, and I do agree. But we, the, it, it's interesting that the same book gives us two different answers for FNAF Four, which was excellent like, timing for my Midnight Motorist FNAF Four video. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, it's I, I wonder. So I guess what I guess without spoiling too much of your video, um, what kind of what do you lean more towards between I guess Didophobia and alone together like where where are you kind of standing with that so for didophobia i use the mechanical ex explanation for what the nightmare experiments were sure um i i think the crying child was the one who had them mm -hmm. i i think rory is just meant to represent that sure um twitter's gonna hate me for that one um <laughs> And but like for the way it applies in FNAF Four itself, I I lean to alone together because in the FNAF Four nightmares, you uh, you can like you can hear phone guy audio from FNAF One, mm -hmm. and Mike draws Nightmare Fredbear in the logbook, um, so he would have I... had to see them. Mm -hmm. So if he's being haunted by his brother who had who went through those nightmare experiments that could explain why we're we're playing as mike playing as the crying child sort of thing i so i fully agree with alone together and like how you've woven that into fnaf 4 i differ slightly on didophobia okay i i th part of me thinks that both of them had been put through those experiments okay uh, and that's mainly, I it, I don't think it's necessary, but I, I think it makes a lot of sense with um, Michael in the aftermath of the Bite of 83 and William's reaction to it. And then also how he would kind of have such a strict control over Michael going into secure, uh, going into the sister location. Sister location. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with that. But regardless, I, I do fully agree with you. Um, in the idea of FNAF 4's gameplay is Michael having nightmares either fully or partially influenced by the crying child. Yeah. And I think uh, Fredbear and Nightmare, even to an extent, are an extension of that. Yeah. Um, nightmare, of nightmare being in the. So part of the. So you, you attached, uh, you mentioned that you associate Shadow Freddy with Cassidy, but because of FNAF Correct. 4, I somewhat associate Shadow Freddy with the crying child. Totally fair. Because you got Nightmare and he's labeled in like Ultimate Custom Night as Shadow Freddy or whatever. I I think where I'm at with that is with, uh, so I, I, for now, am in the belief that Golden Freddy has both the crying child and Cassidy Same. in it for at least some stretch of time. Um, yeah. So my thinking with it is if they're already in such a close proximity and we've seen the Doesn't really book, matter. <laughs> true. But <laughs> um, like if they're in such uh, there's probably some overlap there. Yeah. Oh, I that's why I think it's a matter of like um I think FNAF four we see Michael having nightmares of his experiences in the chamber okay. and then Crying Child reaching out and that's where we get Nightmare Fredbear. And he okay. didn't mean to make it Nightmare Fredbear, but that's just what happened. That's just what it was. And then with Crying Child there, Cassidy comes in and then it turns into Nightmare. Ah, okay. 
Interesting. Um, and that, and I, I think I mainly I'm there mainly because of the logbook where like the three of them almost have or a dynamic chatting. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, for real, I, I, I would love like a very story based game of just Michael going through with the logbook, just like a reimagining of like FNAF one through like. I whatever. guess three, four, like whatever the stretch of the logbook would be. Yeah. Um, just I, I would love to see that because there, there's a lot of missing information and characterization around FNAF one, but when your, that logbook your... was filled. <laughs> FNAF one, but it's actually six hour nights, so you actually have downtime, and then you have to doodle in the logbook yeah. to pass the time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or like I saw this amazing uh there's been a fan artist that's been making like little comics on how they'd survive. And one of them was just like I love those. immediately immediately puts Bluey in front of the animatronics and like I'll let that you watch cartoons, amazing. just don't kill me. I love that comic. And it just do that and then for the next six hours work in your logbook to like help your like kid brother. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh man. Um but yeah, I think it's interesting. And then someone did raise a good point um with the puppet. And I was like, so in the video, I argued that like alone together is telling us the puppet led the ghosts to their bodies so they could find peace. And someone did raise a good point that if they found peace, why does FNAF one, why is FNAF one happen? Yeah. I, oh yeah. I actually had a thought on that. Um, Shoot. I think that when, when the spirit, so in alone together, when, uh, Mm -hmm. what's his name again? When the kid, Uh, Travis, Travis. Yeah. When Travis finds his body, it, what happens is he remembers everything. Yeah. He remembers who he was, what happened to him. And I think, and the thing is, like, he was able to be at peace because he didn't have any other unfinished business after remembering mm. who he was. Meanwhile, the kids were murdered. And yeah, they have- when they remember mm. that, they're going to be very angry and not at peace they they're themselves again so I, that this is where i put in like i think that this is, is what the put back together potentially refers to mm. in the games is helping a spirit put themselves back together as themselves not to mention i mean in the silver eyes to help the kids remember they he literally had to put a like puzzle of a picture back together and remind them um, of what happened to them no, that's a really good point. I, I had been under the, I had just been operating on like, oh, yeah, I mean, they found peace, but they still didn't like William. No, that that's a great like line of thought of it doesn't necessarily help them find peace. It helps them remember who they are, remember who they were and remember what happened. And if they can then find peace because of that, that's great. Mm-hmm. But it, it it takes them out of the fog of whatever they were before then. Yeah. No, that that's a great point. Um, and that would make a lot of sense to then create these like FNAF one scenarios where it's like, okay, well now we're just pissed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, that's what happened. Mm, I don't like that. Yeah, for real. Um, and then you also get and then that would also explain why they historically in the franchise have not been violent to kids. Because it's not like yeah. we're not just violent, angry crazy remnant agony beasts we just are really mad at this one dude and it's hard to see it through these masks i guess (laughs) (laughs) something like that yeah and well again um in in the one in the fazbear fright story i referred to earlier that you haven't read you're Mm -hmm. the band um yeah sorry to spoil this for you but um the the kid uh timmy he Mm -hmm. 
he basically he gets possessed by one of the missing kids after putting on uh the Freddy head from one of the Yeah, I think I remember right? like hearing about this. Yeah. Yeah. And there's he's fine with his mom. Mm-hmm. Um but there's one point where his grandpa picks up a knife to cut steak or something mm-hmm. and the kid freaks out and tackles mm-hmm. his grandpa to the ground and uh, is like, oh, no, don't hurt Timmy or whatever. I, I actually have. The, yeah, I have this bit pulled up in my in my lower folder. <laughs> um, And uh, what what Timmy says uh, after being calmed down is um, I just saw the knife and I had to protect the others. Um. Mm. So it's I like think almost it's just, like a compulsion. Yeah. Um. So I I think it's a case where it's not. It's they they view certain people as threats based on like the way they act and stuff. I could and see the that. situation because like. Yeah, I mean, we see that with the silver eyes too, because yeah. like sh- like the wearing the mask, kind of all that, but also like once, I guess. Book Michael is like, hey, calm down, calm down. Then, then they're like, they are like, oh yeah, you guys are fine. Okay, gotcha. Thanks, Mike. Like, so no, that that tracks. And I think we even see that in some of the trailers for the upcoming movie, where like, obviously, like they very clearly are fine with Abby. And I wonder if they're only really aggressive towards Mike in trying to take Abby away from them. Exactly. Um. And I, and then that also sets up why there's uh, vandalizers in the movie to kind of trick the audience of like, oh, they'll kill anyone that enters, but like realistically, like, no, they, they were you came in and you started house. breaking my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if um, someone came into your house and started throwing your, your food on the floor, you would be kind of upset too. Exactly. Um, no, I think that's a really good point. Um, and uh, kind of leans into the will of these characters. Um and then I guess, I, you know, I had a thought. I swear I did. And it just <laughs> gone. Um, sometimes. <laughs> uh, so I guess we can also talk about with, so kind of circling back to Remnant, right? Mm-hmm. With these spirits having such, uh, almost like personalities, realistically. Like they have these, the will, the intelligence, somewhat behind it. Um, when it comes to Remnant, kind of again. And I don't know if we have any like hard evidence of this. It would just have to be like observed. Maybe we see that in Molten Freddy. I wonder how much of it is, how much of it carries over through becoming remnant and being injected into something else. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, I just, I don't know if we have any evidence of that. I think it's something that we've yet to really get clear examples of. Yeah, because we see various instances of people and stuff getting injected with remnant and you've got carlton there's eleanor Mm. there's probably some other i don't know (laughs) william was doing something um william was injecting everything yeah so people Um, have been injected with remnant it's just like maybe it maybe that with the injection of the remnant it gives like just increased sensitivity to spirits i could see that and that it kind of also tracks with traditional uh, lore and thinking around possession and spirits where like uh, objects nearby a ghost will be just like inherently possessed because of it so maybe yeah. putting that spiritual energy into something will just inherently make it maybe easier to possess mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing that we just we really just don't have information on. Uh, like yeah, at least not enough information to like make clear uh yeah. decisions on. And I want to say it's this just got me thinking. There's this with with the stitch wraith bits. This is only like sorta mm-hmm. related. Um but what what I find really interesting is that Jake is able to um sort of manipulate what like I I assume he's like manipulating his remnant into doing things. He's able to, he's able mm-hmm. to sense, like, intentions, it seems. Um, okay. He's able to, like, detect negative and positive spiritual energy. He, if he touches mm-hmm. someone, he can influence their, like, pull memories to the surface. Which we do even see kind of similar things mentioned in Alone Together. Like, that seems to be a continuing thing. Yeah. And I just think it's very interesting, it's like... Yeah, Remnant is is the whole, like, ah, yes, we're putting life into this thing, but it also seems to have other uses in terms of, like, accessing yeah. old memories or being able to detect evil presences and stuff like that. Yeah, that's interesting. It's a matter of, it's like almost like a, uh, not only a power source, but a tool in and of itself. Um, mm-hmm. that, that is really interesting. I, I wonder where if that's going to be brought up especially with the scooper we see at the end of ruin is that like is that a scooper in the traditional sense aka will that inject remnant like is are we getting that doesn't look like much of a scooping scooper so much as a stabbing scooper that straight up looks like just a big needle (laughs) it's like that's not Um, scooping anything out of anything however if we go off of you know what the intended actual purpose of the scooper was other than, you know, the scooping. They're, they're scooping as in scoop, and then they're scooping as in the acronym. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's interesting, especially like, now I know this is going to get hot waters, especially <laughs> with the idea of the mimic being related in any way to the fun times or with baby or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. The scooper being so close is, yeah. I think, I think it's uh, a decent additional piece of like supporting evidence for that or at least like more a matter of like it's interesting to say the least yeah and it seems like and with help wanted too being sister location focused it seems yeah i think that's very interesting in terms of like analyzing the current story and stuff Mm -hmm. now help wanted Two has me i'm i i'm calling my shot i really think we're getting a help wanted Two trailer on halloween i think it makes a lot of sense it's a spooky day comes out less than a week after the FNAF movie where there's already a lot of hype. Yeah. And I feel like steel wool has been ramping up to something coming up. That's fair. And like they said it was coming out this year and we've only got like two months left. So yeah, we've got one teaser of an elevator shot and granted they showed off some games at PAX, but that's not really like a trailer. Yeah. No, nah, like I'm I, here I for the lore, give enough... not the games. <laughs> Other people for are real. here for both, but I'm just here for the lore. <laughs> And uh, still, well, again, I say this every time. Please, dear God, do a simultaneous release on Steam. I want to be able to play this game. And I'm not dropping $1,000 to do it. Yep. <laughs> um, we'll see. I, I, th- I feel like they will, but it's weird that there hasn't been any announcement of that yet. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, yeah. Because I, I can't imagine the PSVR 2 is so much more advanced than any other VR that it can't be like ran on anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, help like one, also one does... complication thing with the VR mm-hmm. games is that like not everyone can play them, and so the lore doesn't yeah. get found. 
Exactly. Yeah. Like one of the biggest, one of the biggest tools in this community is how voracious the whole community is with these games. And, and if it's when you, ha- when you're, everyone's throwing themselves at the game, at least like five people will find it. Yeah. And at least and one it's like of on, them on complete accident. Like I remember I found a, a, a great, I'm sure somebody else found it first, but I remember before I saw it online with UCN, I found the whole like, um, um old man consequences easter egg and i only found that because as a player i'm a little baby and i only turned on <laughs> old man consequences so, like, I feel that. so it came out like it, things like that like you need a whole community just doing weird stuff to find these things mm-hmm. um and not only you're right not only vr but especially a one specific vr on a console like that's going to limit so much of this community's yeah. access to it um so we'll see. I really hope it's simultaneous release, or at least like give us a flat mode. I'll, I'll settle. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, fingers crossed. What are your before we move on to questions? Uh, now that since we're on the topic, what do you have any like, I guess predictions or takes for Help Wanted Two while we're on the subject? My current guess is that it's going to be we're playing as Cassie's dad before okay. the events of Ruin. So, like, explaining why he went missing, and also potentially setting up the scooper mixes and the mimic. I could see that. I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I feel... I like that. I've heard some people say... Uh, when when we first heard about it, my very first take was, oh, this is Gregory's Help Wanted. Um, But after Ruin, I've kind of changed my tune. Yeah. Um, I think... I think that interpretation is really likely. Um... I'm I'm kind of leaning on because of Didophobia like and this book being released so soon before Help Wanted 2. Yeah. Um part of me is wondering if Help Wanted 2 is going to be someone going to either the FNAF 4, FNAF 5 or FNAF 6 location to get things for the first Help Wanted and whatever they see there could be influenced by like nightmare gas or any any number of things creating okay. those mini games um i i don't know it's it's super up in the air this is one of the like i feel like with before in the series like when we got a trailer or a teaser it's like okay i think i kind of know where this is going i have no idea where help wanted 2 is going gameplay or lore that was me with ruin <laughs> Like, Fair. I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, n- n- ghosts, probably. <laughs> yeah. No, with Rune, it was interesting that, like, one of the biggest debates I saw was, is it a prequel or a sequel? Um, knowing how often the Pizzaplex yeah. kind of goes to shit and comes back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, but I, I guess we're we're approaching the 40-minute mark, so I feel like now's, I guess, a good time to move on to questions. So, okay. I've got a few. Um... If some of these go by really quick, maybe we'll take a quick breather and I'll grab another one. But I feel like these will probably go on for a while. And they're actually somewhat similar. So, or somewhat related. So I think that's pretty okay. good. Um, I guess we'll start actually with the last one I grabbed because it's the most relevant to what we were just talking about. So this question is from Echo. She, they, thank you for your question. Since Moon was revealed to be present in Help Wanted 2, are there any other characters from Security Breach or FNAF in general that you would like to see return in that game? Thank you for your question, Echo. Um, I mean, 
but I, there's a lot of characters in Security Breach I'd love to see, but the one character I will always say that I want to see again, and I don't even know, Help Wanted is like the only series that I think we could at this point, is Ennard. I I think Ennard has been criminally under underutilized every single time. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I... <laughs> Hmm. Um, I I do think also, <laughs> DJ Music Man could make for a very good man. Level. I miss Music Man. He wasn't there in movie. Yeah. Maybe sad. I such a. I I'm sure maybe it was like just a scope thing, but a yeah. giant. We were robbed of a giant ruined DJ Music Man. That could have yeah. been. So he wouldn't even dope. had to do anything. He just could have been a set piece. Just listen. Just there. have him crawl around in the background. You're just, like, where'd he and, go? It's such an easy design to just take off all of his hands so it's just the spindly little legs and then like mess up his face and they go. He's creepy yeah. now. <laughs> um he was already kind of creepy just because he was big. Big spider boy. Um I think him those are probably my top two for like I would love to see a really good implementation and help wanted too. Yeah, that makes sense. Um I think it'd be. I don't know. It's it's there's a lot of characters, right? And like, we have to assume I, that like okay. every main security breach character I, is probably going to be in there. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see some hints of Charlie, since I'm pretty sure she's still around mm. in some way. Okay. What, I mean, the, especially the with post-it the room being labeled Charlie door, the, yeah. the mask on the blob, stuff. It's like, okay, where's no, she at? <laughs> Super fair. I wonder if it has to do with the VR game, because something I've been noticing with the Nightmare Own plush, the description in Ruin was, it's that thing from the old VR game. Yeah. Which, it, that's a fair point, that like, to the general public, that was the first time that was ever seen. Mm-hmm. So that is interesting that, like, is this representative of Charlie and VR at that point? Yeah, I don't know. Or, it's interesting. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited for it. That's, I guess, the 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 summary of uh, what do you want and help wanted to everything and more. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let, let's go to a, a more lore focused question. This is from Jacob. He him. Thank you for your question. Something that I kind of and this is something that I personally, um, not forgot but wanted to forget. Um, <laughs> at oh. the end of Security Breach. One of the endings was the fire escape ending. Ah, yes, I like this one. Do you think that Vanny and Vanessa are two separate people, or do you think yes. they're the same one? What's up with the and then what's up with the fire <laughs> escape ending? So I I do still think they're the same person. But okay. it's a good point. What the hell is up with the fire escape ending? Yeah. I am currently of the opinion that they are separate individuals. Um Okay. Partially because so they're very similar. Mm-hmm. But there are differences in, like, Vanny and Vanessa have different voice actors, mm -hmm. and they voice the characters differently, even if you account for, like, voice modulation. Mm -hmm. um, Vanny's voice is much higher, even in Help Wanted, where she, once again, had a different voice actor, so if we want to account for the voice modulation there, Vanny's mm -hmm. voice in Help Wanted is, like, her. it's voiced higher and is more similar to Vanny. And Vanessa's voice is lower. Um, additionally, there's... Um, 
when when uh, Vanessa Locks Gregory in Lost and Found, sure. um, the switch from Vanessa to Vanny on the computer screens was instantaneous, which I find a little suspicious. Okay. Um. Uh, what else was there? There are the various connections between Vanessa and Elizabeth. Like Vanessa's, like, oh yeah, like th- th- there's a, in the therapy session. It's like. Vanessa's like, oh yeah, he said he would always be watching, and the therapist is like, are you talking about your dad? Is that still a problem? And she's like, no, he's locked away in my mind or whatever. And I'm like, hmm, yeah. that's a little, that's a little interesting. Um, to me, uh, oh sorry, I'll let you finish. Sorry, I, I was. Um, and then with the fire escape ending, I don't mm-hmm. personally think it makes sense for that to just be Vanessa's ghost. Mm-hmm. Like. Vanny falls off the building, presumably is dead. Right. My, I mean, my if thoughts not, would if be not, if she's definitely a robot. Like if she yeah. if she lives that, she is See, a my, robot. My my thought is Vanessa's the robot. Okay. Um so my my thought process is Vanny Vanessa. So like so so my thought process is Vanny is Vanessa from Help Wanted and okay. from AR. But between right. AR and Security Breach, she was replaced with uh, the Vanessa robot. Because in, in AR, one thing that's like sort of shown is that she's acting very suspiciously. Sure. Like um, the whole and drawing a lot of attention. She's being weird, yeah. Yeah. So my thought process... But then there's one point in Help Wanted where, um, where it's... When you get the you get the Vanny mask, and mm-hmm. you hear Vanny say something along the lines of like how she made her costume, and how no one suspects anything. But the thing is, if you listen to Vanessa's therapy tapes in a Security Breach, people are suspecting something because they're sending her her messages and stuff to the therapist. Yeah. So, so my thought was, what if what no one suspects is that Vanny was replaced? With Vanessa, who is who I think would be possessed by Elizabeth, who we know from sister location has good skill with pretending. So, and that could explain all the Elizabeth connections on that end. So, a few things. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I will it say it makes more sense when I have it like written out in the script and stuff. Oh, for sure. No, th- that's the thing about this podcast is like it train of thought is very difficult. But uh, it, yeah. I, not, I'm not knocking that. I think that's a very good theory. Um, I, I like a lot of. Th- I, I think that's like that. It's very interesting. I've never heard that angle of it. Uh, I typically when I've heard the like there's two different people. I've only heard that Fanny was the robot. Um, so the idea that Vanessa was the replacement so that Vanny could go do Vanny things is actually really interesting to me. Yep, that, um, that's basically the thought process. And the thing I is, think... like, Vanessa knows what Vanny is up to as well. It's not like she... For sure. People are like, oh, yeah, Vanessa just doesn't remember. Like, no, she does. We know from the therapy sessions that, like, she is well aware of Vanny and Glitch Trap and what's going on. It's one of the more compelling... Uh, separate people theories I've heard. So I'm of the camp that they're yes. the same person. <laughs> I, I am I am of the camp of like Vanny and Vanessa, same person, split mind, glitch trap just controls part of her, yada yada yada. Like the, yeah. the traditional explanation there. I I like the idea that one of them was a robot specifically created by the original 
to go do the other thing. I would argue that B-7-2 almost implies that Vanny would be the robot. Okay. Um, Only because the idea of like the new personality taking on a robotic form. Um, that's fair. My thing is just. But that's like, also just one like interpretation. So yeah, with with B seven two, like if it was more direct, like GGY, then I would yeah potentially go with that. But I do th- with B seven two. I think it's I I took it more as just a here is an interesting sort of situation and may I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so I don't like I, talking I about say, B7 like, that much anyway. It could also be a anyway, case of, so. like, role reversal, because with, with the True. Stitch Wraith, back to the Stitch Wraith, um, yeah. I, I view that as, like, a role-reversed parallel to the Crying Child and Cassidy, where True. with um, where with the Crying Child and Cassidy, it seems like Cassidy's the one primarily in control, because where with the Crying Child more in the background, because, and I'm, I'm also referring to, like, being able to observe the environment, because the, mm-hmm. the altar text says stuff like, I can't see. Yeah. Um, and, but with the Stitch Wraith, Andrew, the vengeful spirit, is the one who can't see, can't, is, is limited in what he can do. And Jake, who, mm. who died through, uh, semi-nat, well, so Jake died of a more natural head tumor. Call, I guess we'll say. Um, yeah. Uh, brain tumor. More natural than Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was the one in main control. And I the way I sort of view that is like Cassidy and Andrew are the parallels. Um, and then Cece and what's his name again? Jake, yes. Um, are yeah. sort of parallels, but like with the Stitch Wraith, their activity levels were sort of reversed. I see that. Um, and I, I will say so it also I, if B seven two is meant to represent Vanny, I think it could be a similar situation there because I do mm. think that if one of them is a robot, I think it's Vanessa. I can see that. I I will say uh, that would give a better explanation for Vanessa staying on top of the building because the thing that always rubbed me the wrong way about exactly. two separate people is why would the human Vanessa be like, well, I guess I'll die up here. But if she's <laughs> yeah. a robot, then like she doesn't have a purpose anymore. Her Exa- creator yep. just exactly. flattened. No, that, like, that, well, I will say that explains that pretty well. I I still am of the opinion. I think alone together um, would be my touchstone for this now of for the fire escape ending in that what if scenario. I think Vanessa and all of her unfinished business remains at the pizza plex and immediately her ghost finds finds her has her memories because she sees her body on the floor down, all the way down there. Yeah, um, my thought there would be like, why? Why would she? Why would she show up right where the fire escape lets out? Mm, that is fair. Why, why? It's strange why she's still on the roof. Yeah, because like think theoretically, be the, the spirit body. would show up in a place that's relevant to the person. And so my yeah. thought would be either she shows up by her body, or she shows up by Princess Quest. Because most people, mm. when they're arguing the oh, this is Vanessa's spirit, they're like it's it's to say hey, her spirit's still trapped because you haven't beaten Princess Quest. And I'm like, well, if that was mm. the case, why? Why show why that as in this way? Uh, why why not show her by the Princess Quest games? Why hide this information behind the post credit scene of an ending that's harder to find, figure out how mm-hmm. to get, than the Princess Quest ending? Because Princess Quest, it's pretty obvious how you get it. Yeah, and I also would argue that Princess Quest doesn't really interact with her soul in any way. Instead, Agreed. it's what's trapping her mind. Yeah, like, I, I, feel I think like that's, that's just a case of, oh, Glitch Trap is, yeah, that, I think like, that's like Glitch, Glitch Trap's access point to the Pizza Plex. I also think, too, for a matter that the Vanny persona exists post-Princess Quest. Definitely. Um, 
well, like the, the idea of like Princess Quest was beaten. Yeah, like it. it Which is I, I'm still on from the Vanessa. fence about. <laughs> Fair, and I, I do understand that. I do think I that yeah. in some way Princess Quest has been beaten pre-ruin. Um, whether yeah. or not it's the ending, or they go back and do it, or something like that. Yeah, weird my, my two, stuff like that happens. My two possibilities that I think happened is that both the burn trap ending and the Princess Quest ending happened, or elements thereof, or. Mm-hmm. Every single one of the comics happened, and it was a hallucination situation from Gregory due to having Ben Glitch trapped at some point in time, and that he was only able Fair. to break out of it after doing the burn trap ending. No, I did. I saw the your. Uh, there were five nights at security breach. I, I yeah. really like that. <laughs> I think that's a very interesting interpretation. I think a good point towards that is the fact that they're numbered, but not in the way that we find them, or in a way that makes sense for security breach. But they mm-hmm. are numbered. That's weird. Uh, yep. <laughs> Um, I, I think right now where I'm at is Princess Quest ending happens and then Gregory, someone who states that he cares about the missing children, and Vanessa, someone who knows about that, go back and do Burn Trap. That's where I'm at. Um, but regardless, if the Princess Quest machine is beaten, I do feel like the Vanny persona doesn't like dissolve, but instead is just removed from Vanessa and perhaps put in the Vanny mask, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, it's, I it's wouldn't be put surprised if Cassie else. was going to be the new Vanny or something. Exactly. Like, it's put somewhere to then be put into somewhere else later. Yeah. And maybe, maybe to your point, if Help Wanted 2 is Cassie's dad, maybe eventually goes into Cassie's dad and he sets up a lot of what we see in Ruin. Yeah, I um, think that's possible. I think that's super likely. Um, so, I... Uh, I guess we kind of went all over on there, but it's Vanny and Vanessa. That's a big question. Jacob, thank you for your question. Um, we'll move on to... Hmm. We've got two. We've got one really long one. That is oh. another big. We'll do. We'll do this quick one. We'll save the quick one for the end because that would be a nice place to end it. So okay. we'll move on to uh, Moro. They them. Thank you for your question. Not sure how I feel about this theory, but it's something that plays in my mind. If Gregory is connected to the crying child, robot, mm-hmm. thematic, or otherwise, was he simply rebuilding the familiar surroundings of his childhood home as part of him regaining his memories? In example, Michael's room in Security Breach. The lamp in Michael's room and sister location is the same lamp that appears in the corridors outside the FNAF 4 bedroom. So in my mind, I've always had the connection that Michael's room is part of the Afton house, possibly just the living room. The detail I find so interesting about about Michael's room and Security Breach is that Freddy and Friends on Tour cartoon is playing specifically. Could this be a reference to or recreation of Fred Byrne Friends show we see in the FNAF 4 living room in the minigames? Moro, um, thank you for your like mini theory question. That's a really interesting take. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Okay. So back to my whole Gregory hallucination theory. <laughs> sure. Um, so one thing I suggested in that video is that with the AR world and the Vanny mask, um, Cassie sees things from her subconscious, mm-hmm. including like missing posters of Gregory and stuff and her memories of her party at Freddy's or whatever. Right. So one sure. thought I had was if Gregory is like in order to see Michael's room, you have to flash the the fast cam at a wall, which reveals a yeah. tiny door. Logically, this would not have been built in this way. Yeah. So my okay. thought was potentially this was a manifestation of Gregory's memories, because in this room you also have the therapy tapes, which we know Gregory is associated with as patient 46. Right. 
Um, it has the wall code, which seems to tie directly back to Gregory with the flash, duck, run, shoot, crawl, whatever, crush the vile band. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, so if, and then with all the Gregory uh, crying child connections with his design, the Freddy Popsicle, whatever the post-it room is, potentially, um, I think it's possible that the post-it, not the post-it room, the, that Michael's sister location room yeah. is a sort of manifestation of Gregory's subconscious. Almost like a uh, like a like a mind palace kind of area, yeah. not necessarily real, but somewhere he goes to almost. Yeah, exactly. I could see that. I also I wonder. Hold on, something that's gonna bother me until I look it up. <laughs> Exotic letters. The the duffel bag message right outside that kind of gives you the hint. Torn paper. This is, so this is the like the hint for the door. It is there. You can't see alone in the dark. I found the key that I feel like would support your theory on that. Cause that, that to me very much feels like, Oh, there's this part of your mind that you can find by yourself, like yeah. focusing. Cause a- a- alone in the dark, something you can't see, you'll find like to, to me, that feels yeah. like meditation almost. Mm-hmm. No, that's a really interesting way to interpret that room. I, yeah, I'm like of with, two with... minds. Sorry, go on. So I was gonna, I was talking about how uh, you can't find the retro CDs until you have Freddy with Roxy's eyes, and like sure. logically, the CDs of Gregory and Vanessa's therapy should not be lying around the Pizzaplex. Fair. And you take them to that, a room that, would... that should be impossible. <laughs> That is fair. I guess it, that that would be come down to for the CD specifically. I feel like that comes down to a question that we don't we we always have in this goddamn franchise of like, is that is it that literal? Is, is it literal or is it gameplay? And I don't know because yeah. that's a great point. Because the fact that you're taking something that shouldn't exist into a room that shouldn't exist that does feel important. Um, to me. I feel like the I'm of two minds because on one hand, it almost feels like if right, if we're thinking that FNAF six location and I'm at least thinking that FNAF six location and sister location are super close together. Um, Wait, mainly uh, because location wise, location wise. Okay, I was going to say timeline wise, that does not work. No, 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 no. Location wise, like the idea that. The sister location bunker yeah. was connected to Fredbear's, which eventually becomes part of FNAF 6. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've currently of the... I'm still loose on this one, and I got some heat for it. Okay. But if we have the FNAF 4 Nightmare Chambers that are a series yes. of linked rooms that don't have a very clear escape to them, and we know Henry went there, part of me is wondering if the chambers that he built for FNAF 6 are just those chambers but modified to serve his purpose Hmm. if that Um... is true which it might not be very likely is not true but if that is true that would put the fnaf 4 house and um fnaf 6 very close together locationally so there was always this one and i don't so like the pizza plex just sort of absorbed the house 
literally built on top of it and then just some of the stuff shifted into it like i can't because like it's so I think strange that's a funny it's either idea. That. i'm just not sure how possible that would be yeah it's either that or we see like three or four rooms from help wanted recreated in the pizza plex so i do wonder if maybe this is just either glitch trap or the mimic or some kind of i need to recreate what i've seen and just doing that um which it, those rooms that are ripped from help wanted they're not one to one you could argue that maybe those help wanted rooms were inspired by the pizzaplex rooms if yeah. like depending on the timeline there but uh, cuz you you're right if it's real if that if that, if mike's room is a real room it doesn't make sense so <laughs> so trying to explain it in a way that makes it a real room I have not found one that does make sense. So the idea that it's more of a, a manifestation from Gregory's mind, I think there's a lot of valid uh, points to that theory. That's that's really interesting. Um, so in that, I, I do have to probe you then. In that okay. scenario, how exactly is Gregory connected to the crying child? All right. So I do. Twitter, think- get ready. <laughs> I've done videos on this. They'll live. Um, Fair. I do think that, like, he was potentially that he at some point in time got the crying child spirit because we've got okay. Charlie somewhere in relation to the post note room with Charlie door. We have Cassidy, presumably, in Princess Quest. So, where's the mm-hmm. crying child? Fair. I mean, you I, look don't, at I don't think the to... crying child would have. I don't think the crying child moved on. Partially because of mm. the Stitch Wraith, you have Jake staying around to help Andrew figure out mm. his whole deal. Um, That's fair. And at this um, and-, and at this point we we have their potential I have I have anyway potential spots for most of the kids. Um sure. like I think Vanessa's linked to Elizabeth. I mm. Charlie is in some way connected to the post-it room as is Gregory in certain interpretations. Sure. Um and then Cassidy is in Princess Quest, presumably. So, I think with Gregory having all the crying child connections, he might not... Oh, yeah, and then... Oh, yeah, the post-it note room. You've got the the Afton family staff bot table with... uh, Yeah. So that's a little, hmm, okay. There is an Afton doing something. For sure. Um, And I think Gregory would make sense for that. I think that makes sense. For me, with the silo specifically, the post-it note room, it's one of those things where like it very it's so that obviously could also be a screams related thing <laughs> true it's so obviously to me screams the mimic but logically he would never have been in there yeah i so like I, I personally can't see the mimic as being involved with it yeah I, what i think right now is that's kind of the i guess you could call it the vanny testing chamber where whenever glitchtrap gets a new like mind slave they're put in there okay. until they're ready works for me <laughs> I don't know which would exactly. which would have gregory hmm. in there um and well, i don't know like, but i, I can't I think of questions. any other reason for it there's the this is my home leave post-it note which does lead me to think that's not quite what's going on there fair yeah it's one of those things where like that's not a perfect solution but it, it's such what a is odd something room. to start from yeah yeah um and I, I you know if we're already if we're already making twitter mad oh yeah <sighs> so the mimic (laughs) so 
so the mimic, right? Um, Pizzaplex before FNAF three. <laughs> who? Who do you think built it? Because I I'm of the opinion right now. I think our most likely candidate is Henry. I think it's either Edwin or Henry, depending on yeah. how involved Edwin is in the game timeline. I, I can agree with that. Like if Edwin's in the time in the games, for sure he built the mimic. Um I think it's one of those two. Yeah. Um there's I wanted Tails to be game canon so bad, but I'm not willing to say the Pizzaplex was built before FNAF 3 happened. It's so strange. That and the for me, if the if the if Tails is games canon, there is such a huge gap between book eight and security breach. So much has to happen between there. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that it's parallels, but I know to Reddit more so than Twitter will be mad at me for that one. Um, but I guess we can go on to, I guess, kind of our last question. Um, a bit more lighthearted, good way to end it. Uh, after, yes. af- after we just got <laughs> us both, uh, after we both ruined both of our DMS right there. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this question. Oh, so, so Moro, thank you for your question. Um, this question is from Kenny, he, him. If there was anything you would want to add to or expand on in the FNAF story, what and why? Thank you for your question, Kenny. Um, so I, I got to, as the uh, the person who goes through my email to get these questions, I've been thinking about this. So I'll, I'll give you a little time to think because it's a it's a very out there question. So I'll give you some time Can to think about that. Can you repeat the question? Sorry. If there was anything you'd want to okay. add to or expand on in the FNAF story, what and why? For me, now my cop out would always be entered because I just think he's such <laughs> wasted opportunity. Um, but as far as like, for me personally, I think the thing I would want expanded on the most is the creation of the Pizzaplex and what went on in like how this building got greenlit. Um, because there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like early timeline stuff that I would love more details about, but we can we can make a lot of really good guesses to the early timeline the timeline between fnaf 6 and the beginning of help wanted security breach there's not a lot to go on yep (laughs) so i would love fazbear came back got popular again made a vr game apparently built a pizzaplex several if tails is anything to go off of yeah and like, there's just so many questions in that part that we have nothing to go off of. So I would say that or Glamrock Foxy. Those are my two. Because <laughs> um, like, I, I mean, I made a whole video that was essentially just like, dog, I don't know why you guys keep asking me. We don't know anything. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess what's uh, what's something that hmm. you would want added to or expanded on in the FNAF story? Hmm. I would like it if, like, the early timeline characters mm-hmm. got their stories expanded, like, and explained to some degree. Not in the sense of, like, I want Scott to just give us the lore, but in the sense of, like, I like character-driven stuff. And For sure. It's like, we have all these characters. We have William. We have... The Crying Child, we have Elizabeth, we have Mike, we have Phone Guy, whatever. But we mm-hmm. don't, like, get them doing much. So when when we get, like, any scrap of 
it, it's hard to figure out how how what their motivations would be if when we don't have a ton to go off of. We do have a decent amount from the novels in regards to uh, William, Henry, and Elizabeth. And Charlie, but like that, yeah. Charlie isn't even Charlie technically. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, and stuff like that. As, I, as, I, it's really evident in the fandom of how much of a craving there is for like good characterization of any of these characters. Like Mike's doodles is the most we've gotten out of the main character of this franchise ever. And there's yep. like six of them in the logbook. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, that, that that's a super valid point of like, just who are these people? Not, and you're right. Not what they do, not where they come from. Who are they? What, what yeah, are they like, like with Mike? One thing that I've that really that kind of bothers me, I guess, um, mm-hmm. is people look at his behavior in FNAF 4 and just kind of assume bullying his brother was his entire personality. When I highly doubt that's the actual case. Yeah. Um, like, I think that in Midnight Motorist, the person on the couch, I think that's Mike. And everyone's like, oh, okay. but he was bullying his brother. Why would he po- Why would he defend his brother? Like, why would he tell his dad to lay off his brother or whatever? And I'm sitting there like, as the older sister of two younger brothers of that approximate age, this this makes complete sense, I assure you. Yeah, no, I totally see it. If I, so I'm of the opinion uh, Midnight Motorist is cou- the person on the couch misses after and the person who runs away is Michael. But That's fair. I, would, I wouldn't argue that the couch person isn't Michael. Because he like bullies his brother like that. That yeah, doesn't. That's, the that's main not a good argument. I hear, and I'm like, characters aren't just one note. He can pick on his brother yeah. and still love his brother, for sure. Especially like with how little we see in those mini games. All we exactly. see is he jumps out with a mask, and that the crying child hates it. Okay, what happens immediately after that? Like <laughs> we never get to see that or anything like that. Um, yeah, and we're, we're only shown the worst pieces. And then, like, at the end of the minigames, Mike feels terrible. He didn't mean mm-hmm. to kill his brother. And you could even argue the majority of what he does in FNAF is to atone for that. Exactly. Like, I it, it There's a lot to it. And also, because we know so little about the motivations of these characters, I've seen a, a couple people argue that up until Sister Location, Mike is almost William's accomplice. Which, yeah. to be fair... There's evidence for because we yeah. don't know Mike. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I remember I've ma- I made a short suggesting that as a possibility because he does go mm-hmm. to sister location under his dad's orders. I didn't necessarily yeah. say it was like a full blown accomplice situation. Sure. Um, but it, I mean, he was sort of accomplicing by doing what his dad said. And then there's yeah, like the candy cadet stuff with the kitten story where he like, mm. I think the kitten story is Michael and sister location where the, the boy turns a blind eye as the snake eats a kitten. And after five days, he feels guilty and goes back and fixes the problem. So I think it's, like, the thing is, we we just don't know. And, like, maybe this is about Michael. We don't know. I can't, like, definitively say, yes, I'm going to use this to characterize him, like, definitively, because you can't. (laughs) And, the the movie's going to be nice, but it's still not Michael. It's a different one. Yeah, no, that that's Mike Schmidt. That's Josh Hutcherson for as far as I'm aware. Like, <laughs> exactly. I, I'm so, at this point, I'm so certain, and I could be dead wrong, I'm so certain that if there is any lore to be gotten from the movie, it's just to say that FNAF 1, the game, takes place after Freddy's closes down. That's it. 
if that. I don't I don't see us getting any more lore than that for the game. Yeah, and even the then, movie. like the 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 situation with the movie Freddy's might be different than the game because yeah. this could just be like conveniently like this for the sake of like having sure. things broken and then it like you can break things without causing problems. Exactly. No, totally agree with that. And it's like there's so many like just about Mike specifically too, of just he's such a he's such an important character to the f- series, mm-hmm. and I feel like. He's like the fifth most known about, like the the fifth character of amount of information we have for them. Because I'd probably yeah. put like William up top, then like honestly, if we're just talking about the games, probably William, then Henry, then Elizabeth, then the crying child, then Michael. Like we, we know some just stuff like about Gregory and we Vanessa know. as well. We we oh that's <laughs> that's fair. No, I kind of forgot more about, about them <laughs> and Cassie than we do about Mike. Mike's like somewhere near yeah. the bottom, slightly above Phone we, Guy. I would argue, honestly, honestly, I maybe totally Phone Guy more. Security breach. I totally blanked on Security breach. Gregory, <laughs> Vanessa, William, Cassie, maybe Cassie, William. <laughs> like, yeah. Cass- <laughs> then the rest of the list. Then Phone Guy. Then Michael. You're totally right. Like. <laughs> The only one we know less about than Michael Michael. is Phone Dude. Yeah, agreed. Except we probably know that he's not a very good businessman. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I I think that's a great point. Characterization would be huge. And even if, like, lore aside, because, of course, characterization, we can use that to make better uh, guesses on the lore. But -hmm. even without the lore... It'd be nice to know these. I feel like I've known Michael for half my life. As a fan fiction author, I life. would appreciate it if I could properly <laughs> exactly. characterize this characterize this man. Like I've been playing these games since 2014. Um, I- I'm 25. I've known these characters for like half my life, and I don't know shit about them. I feel like the <laughs> yeah. worst friend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, that's a good point. Um, and I guess that's probably where we'll end it. So, uh. Thank you so much for coming on. Do you have anything, any upcoming projects you'd like to shout out? Anything like that? Um, after the Midnight Motorist video, I'm doing a timeline video. So hey, excited for that. I feel like I feel like there's going to be a couple timelines coming out kind of soon. I'm really excited to see everyone's interpretations for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, part of the reason I'm doing the Midnight Motorist video is so that I can get all my Midnight Motorist thoughts. Just okay, here they are. If you have, and then in the timeline video, be like, here's what I think. If you have problems, go watch the longer one. I already went over yeah. it. I don't have time I, I, <laughs> to do this again. The game, the game's only timeline I did last December. Um, I, uh, now granted, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff in there because I think you need the books for a lot of the assumptions to make. Um, but it was so nice to make the fourth video. It was the, the best video to make because that was the one where anytime I said anything, I went, if you have a question, go watch this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, didn't have to, I didn't have to go over anything again. It was great. Um, yeah, no, Timeline Media is just going to be like, so back in the 80s, there was this dude named William and his business partner, Henry. William had some screws loose. <laughs> that kind of thing. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so links in the description. Make sure to keep an eye out for that. Uh, thank you all again for being here. If you have any questions or theories that you want discussed on the podcast or any potential collabs, anything like that, you can read it out to Podcast at gmail.com. That is also in the description because it is a painted type. This podcast <laughs> is on YouTube, YouTube Music, Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, and nowhere else because I'm lazy. Um, but other than that... Thank you for watching the Freddy Fazbear Pizza Podcast, where the pizza abilities are endless. We hope you enjoy your future patronage. 
Bye-bye for now.